Hello there, it's Rhett Bartlett, the Richmond Football Club historian, and thanks for listening to another Raw podcast episode. This one is with Carolyn Thomas. She's the daughter of Alan McDonald. Alan McDonald played for Richmond in the late 30s and in the early 1940s, before he served in World War II. And then he went up to Bendigo to coach. And then Richmond saw how successful he was and brought him down to coach at Tigerland. So my conversation with Carolyn Thomas begins with her telling us a little bit more about that time up in Bendigo when he was coaching so successfully. Dad had a lot of success up here when he was coaching South Bendigo. He coached them to five premierships and um, football was huge at that time, enormous. It was packed every every game and etc. And he um, he was very well known and very well liked in the community. So yes, it was it was a terrific time. Well, I can understand then why Richmond decided to um, poach him as a as a coach. Very much so. <laughs> yes, indeed. And of course, he played for Richmond. Um, in, he played in the 1940 or 41 Grand Final, and he was equal first best on ground. Yes, and no, then, yeah, 1940 Grand Final, spot on. Yeah. Yes, yes. And then I think he went to Camberwell. He played for Camberwell, and I'm not quite sure how that, when that was or whether it was before the war or after the war. Of course, he went to war, and that sort of put a dent in the football for a bit. Although he did captain the football team over there in New Guinea, I know that much. Oh, did he? Yeah, yeah, captained. And I'm not sure about coaching, but yes, they had a football team. And uh, he didn't talk about it like many people didn't talk about the, when they came back from the war. Yeah, I was, I, was, I was intrigued to know whether he spoke much about that time in New Guinea at all. No, but never, no, I never, guess. never, never, no. He was there for I, a bit of time too. He was there for a long time, and I believe now, after doing some research, that he may have seen some action. Um, oh, right. Yes, but he, he never, ever spoke about it, as many people didn't, as I said. Not a, not a pleasant time for any of us in those days, not us, but our parents, for sure. So your, your, your memories of Alan, does it, does it go back to when he was coaching in South Bendigo? Or? Oh, yes, yes. I, I wanted to be everywhere my father was um, because I just loved the excitement of it. Um, he would take me to the football. I would tra- go to training with him. Um, I, I just wanted to be where Dad was. It was just an exciting time. And he used to take me to all of the matches and um, I'd go in and, of course, he'd be trying to, you know, rally the boys to go out and play and I'd say, oh, can I have some money for an ice cream, please? And he, he would give it to me and it was it was just amazing. And the people I met, oh, I can yeah. still remember them. They were wonderful, wonderful people and it was just this wonderful little you know, South Bendigo hub, if you like. It was it was just brilliant. So where, where were the home ground at there in Bendigo? It was in Bendigo, the QEO. Right, okay. The Queen Elizabeth Oval. Which is, I think, and, was that where Richmond played not long ago? At yes. At the practice game or whatever it was? Yes, yes. Right. That's And my daughter, our granddaughter also played that day. Oh, gosh. For the Pioneers, yes. What a family connection. Well, she's the only one that's taken up football, actually, oh. um, our granddaughter. The, other, the boys are all soccer players and very oh, good ones. Right. And Octavia um, 
apparently, and these are, I mean, I think all my grandchildren are brilliant, but apparently she's a very, very good footballer and very well respected. In fact, she played for South Bendigo um, when she started. She was about 12, I think. She was the first female captain of an all-boys team. Wow. And um, now she's um, now she's uh, with the with the pioneers. Yes. South Bendigo back then. Did they have, from your memory, did they have other people who went on to success in the VFL? That from your memory around there. Well, um, yes, um, Freddie Swift. Oh, of course. Fred. Fred was a wonderful person. He unfortunately was killed here in Bendigo. Yeah. Um, which was a shame. He was a lovely fellow. Now, what did Alan do for a job? Well, that's interesting because he didn't have a trade oh. he, of any sort. Um, I know he worked on the, on the trams as a conductor and he worked in a hardware store. Other than that, I couldn't tell you. I can't remember at all. To me, it was just football. It seemed to be football all the time. You know, <laughs> there was always people around. Um, we we lived in Kew in Melbourne, Richmond had um, leased or bought a house, and we lived there. And, oh, again, I, I it had a telephone, which was amazing. <laughs> but I walked in this magnificent house. It was huge, and I thought, oh my god, I've gone to heaven. I'm dead. Mm. I'm in heaven. So it was. I had four bedrooms, two kitchens, huge backyard. We had a, a bar lamb, as we called it, a sheep and a horse, and it was just amazing. And met some amazing people there as well. So it was just, it was more about me actually than I think my father. Was this sorry? Was this when he was at Richmond? Is that what yes? When Dad went down to Richmond, yes, the coach? yes, right, yes. So you you ended up so at. The, so you, you actually moved, everyone moved from Bendigo? We moved to... from Bendigo oh, wow. down to Melbourne. Um, I cried all the way down and, and didn't want to talk to my father for taking us away from Bendigo. But it was an extraordinary time for Dad as well. He It was really a terrific time. I'm, I'm going to assume he came to coach Richmond, I'm guessing because the money was... Well, he did. It was very, very good money in yeah. those days. Yeah. Very, very good money. And, of course, being his old team and having the success at Bendigo probably buoyed him in, in, in that way to take on that challenge. And, unfortunately, he got it, they got into the four the first year, but, unfortunately, after that, it was, it was not so successful. Um, but he did recruit well, you know, Paddy Ganains and all the people that came in after. Um, they sort of were the, the people that took Richmond to that next level. Yeah, it was a, it was he was almost there at like a transition time. Yes, very um, much so. Let's see, Dyer had finished coaching. He got replaced by much to Dyer's disgust, Albie Panham, a Collingwood, yes. a Collingwood person, <laughs> and then. Max Oppie fills in for a year and obviously Alan's won all these premierships. Yes, yes. And they've got their eye on him. And so he, it's interesting, isn't it? He coaches for four years. He plays for about four years with or five years with a bit of an interruption. He, uh -huh. he, he nearly would have got life membership because if it wasn't for war, um, he would have then probably had several more seasons at Richmond. 
Well, he, he may have, except my mother wanted to come back to Bendigo. Now, that is what, what I've been told over the years, that they came back to Bendigo to, for him to coach South Bendigo because mum was, was homesick and wanted to come home. And um, as I said, then, you know, that's when all of his um, success came and um, and he loved every second of it. Sorry, in no. Bendigo, he was... Um, um, inducted into the Hall of Fame mm, in right. 1996, and then um, just recently, um, last year, he was inaugurated into the legend status. So, he really, oh, congratulations! Yeah, yeah, it was very exciting because we all went along, and it was a lovely time. Was he um, alive for his initial induction in 1996? Yes, okay. but he was very, very ill. He right. died of cancer about a month later. Um, but he made an amazing speech. Um, and Do you remember what he spoke about? I can't remember, mm. but it was just we were home. My brother and he went to the ceremony. My other brother and sister-in-law and our daughter, we were all home. And he made this speech, and it was so eloquent. Mm. I burst into tears and I said, we've just got to go down that, down to the where, where it was being um, done. And we all went down and... Um, we sat out outside the, the place they were sitting and um, we drank champagne and, you know, it was just, to me, just such an eloquent speech, that very short speech that just just brought everything together, his life and his football career. It was very, very, very moving. Um, was his... What, what sort? Do you remember what sort of person he was when he would speak to the players? Was he the rah rah, well, bit more subdued? No, he was very, very passionate, and and it's very interesting because people used to flock in to hear him speak. Oh. They would just flock into the rooms. It was, I, I, I was there. I know it was just people, people, people. It was like God up here, honestly, and the. The match um, umpires would have to come in and put, get him out, get the boys out, because he was just, you know, he'd get on this passionate role. And so, um, yes, he, he was very eloquent in the way he spoke, definitely passionate, very passionate. Do I, do I gather that the time when he coached South Bendigo to all those premierships, that that's regarded as South Bendigo's, you know, pinnacle of their history, in a sense? I would suggest yeah. that very strongly. Yes, I mean, he was the father. He was my father, but I saw this side of him that people absolutely just. We would go shopping of a Saturday morning, and people would just flock around him. Oh, there's Macca. Oh, come on, Macca. You know, Macca, Macca, Macca. And I used to get a little bit put out by that, but um, I can see that he was. Yeah, and I've had people say to me, um, "You'd have to be Macca, Macca's daughter, wouldn't you?" Uh, and obviously, I look like him, but yeah, it was it was it was a it was a great time for him. I'm glad he, I'm glad he experienced that. I wasn't a teenager or anything. I was just this young kid that was totally swept up in the whole thing. I mean, yeah. one minute he'd have Shirley Bassey on his shoulder, the next minute we'd have um, the Herald Sun out at our place. Um, we'd have the boys would have to kick the football, and I'd have to clap. I never got to kick the football, so it was all of that, you know. Or he'd be on television, or he'd be, and and for an eight-year-old, I was just mesmerised by the whole thing. 
I, I can't let this go without asking. Shirley Bassey? Well, Shirley Bassey came out to Australia often to sing. And there's a photo, it was a photo of Dad with, I think it was Roy Wright, I'm not really sure, but they had her on their shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going, oh, my God, oh, my God. Um, and it was, it was a very surreal thing. I've never spoken to my brother, strangely enough, whether or not it had the same impact on them, um, which I will do. But for me, it was... Um, it was just a magical time, very much so. So they've obviously brought her down into to the Punt Road ground, have they? Well, I, I assume yeah. so, yes. I just assume so. to get some publicity in the paper or... Yes. Well, because she was, she was um, from Tiger Bay. Oh, right. <laughs> yes, you see, that's where she grew up, in Tiger Bay. So boom. This Bay, sounds like Bay. a Graham Richmond thing, can I, can I say? <laughs> yes, you may. <laughs> this sounds like a very Graham Richmond, let's just... <laughs> she's yeah. in town. She's from Tiger Bay. Let's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, can we get her and to the And of course, green? it would benefit the both of them. I yeah. mean, she had slowly built up this this um, her her fans here in Australia. I mean, she's a brilliant singer, absolutely magnificent. But yeah, yeah there was all of that and um, much more. You know, as I said, we'd have to take half a day off school to have her photos taken, <laughs> put in the paper. Of course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Now, did but, you come across? Did you come across at this stage when he was coaching uh, Jack Dyer? Oh, Jack was a great friend of ours. Right. Oh, I love Jack. Jack and his wife and his kids, Jack and Jill. Yes. Well, of course, we would go to. They had a milk bar when Sybil. we were in Melbourne, in Richmond, and my nan just lived up the road, and we'd go and see nan. Then we'd go up there, and he'd give us lollies and ice creams and all sorts of things. And he would come back to Bendigo when um, we came back. My parents took over a pub, and Jack would often come up. And um, yeah, great bloke, terrific man, very very sincere. And his wife was Sybil. Sybil, That's she nice. was divine. She really was. What was the milk just, bar like? Oh, the milk bar was in Richmond, just a small, rich, small um, little place it was, and they lived out the back from memory. So they would serve behind the counter? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Richmond was a very um, tight community. Mm. The little, you know, they really, really was. It was Richmond, and all the people seemed to be very um, football-oriented, and Jack and Sybil just fitted and moulded into what was what was already happening in Richmond, I think. And at that stage too, Richmond had some good some very good officials. Um, I think I think GR was around at that stage too. Yeah. Yes it, he was, I think. Um, was Ian Wilson at that stage? Or that might have been a bit No Ray Dunn? No. Um, Ray Dunn. Ray oh, Dunn right. was there and I don't know whether it's correct in saying that Dad's I don't know that. I think Dad may have clashed with him a little oh. bit. Well, I don't know I'm if he's sure. the. First, I don't think he's the only person who did. Let's put no, no. Um, now, mate, I may be making a bold statement there, but Dad had carte blanche up here at Bendigo. Oh, I mean, of course, yeah. Of course, yeah, yes. So that that made life a bit difficult for him, I think. Um, when you, when he was pl- sorry, when he was coaching up in Bendigo. Did you and the family ever come down to Melbourne to watch a league game? No. Right. No, no, never. Did, who did you barrack for? 
Well, nobody in Melbourne yeah. because, you know, we... South I mean, Bendigo's the answer. <laughs> South, South Bendigo was the all, the all and end all, really, because, again, it was such an exciting time. It was like he was a mini rock star, if I can put it in that way. And I don't think I'm... I don't think I'm this it's fanciful i think it's pretty true mm. yeah um <clears throat> so yes it was just all about south bendigo and football and 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 all the people and and then we came to melbourne and i wasn't happy but um i was quite you know i quite was quite naughty i think i was probably at right royal pain in the you know what but um i soon got over that and then when we came back to bendigo i wasn't very happy with him because i wanted to stay in melbourne Oh, right. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> you liked it was, so much. Yeah, oh, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. I never just the city going into the into the MCG on the tram with uh, dad to the football and then mum would take me into the into the city to do some shopping and I I thought I'd died and gone to heaven. So when you moved down to Richmond, did you did you were you at school at that stage? Uh, yes, I was eight when we went down to Melbourne, and we went. My younger brother and myself went to St Anne's in Kew. Okay. My older brother went to um, high school, oh, St John's, I think it was in. Where was that? St John's somewhere. He used to catch the tram mm. down there. So yes, we were at school. It's incredible memories of that time. Well, it is. It, it is because again, it was so exciting. I mean, Dad would take me to, as, as often as. I mean, he would take me. If I wanted to go, he would take me. Mm. And, you know, just um, we used to sit, I used to I used to go into the room as well. Everyone was getting their rub downs and everything like yeah. that. And I can still smell the, the stuff. It was so good. I love strong s- smells. And then I'd sit at the big table with the tiger on it and all the boys would give me chips and all sorts of things. You know, I mean... Was I having a good time? Yeah. Oh, the tiger skin. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Draped oh, across yeah. the table. Yep, I was having the time of my life. Well, at that stage, I reckon at Richmond, at that stage, there would have been a young Tom Hafey. I think I think that's I think that's true. Yeah, yes, I guess. Yeah. Alan would yes. have coached the young Tom Hafey, who's then yes. who then goes back up to the country and is very successful at Shepparton, and then. Yes. Um, comes back. Um, I'm trying to think who else. So there was, so obviously Roy Wright, you couldn't have missed him. He was, you know, 10 oh, foot no. tall, obviously. And he was gorgeous. <laughs> he was a lovely fellow. The gentle giant, as he was known. Oh, he was. He was a lovely man, yes. Ron Branton, was he around there at that stage maybe? He was indeed. In fact, when Dad's mother was dying from cancer, he and Dad and she had their photo in the paper. I don't. I mean, I don't know that it was. I don't think that was because she had cancer. But yeah. for some reason, they wanted a photo of Dad, yeah. his mother, and and the, he as well. So that was in the paper as well. I can remember that he was a very nice man too. And I I had a big crush on a bloke, Teddy Language. Oh, Teddy, Teddy Language. yes. Yeah, yeah, he was he was my boyfriend. <laughs> right. He didn't know it, but he was. I was going to say he didn't know it. <laughs> a secret crush is what we call. We had a big Richmond um, um, party at our house in Kew, and I can remember, I think I followed him around all night. <laughs> Poor man. I was only eight. <laughs> Plus, also at that stage, we've got, let's see, Neville Crow. 
Neville, Neville did. Yeah, yeah, yeah lovely fellow. Yep. To, to great success later on with Richmond. He did. Well. He did. Um, but no. Alan, Alan had a brother who played for Melbourne, I think, a game or so. Is that right? He played one, yes. Yeah, that okay. was um, that was Jim. Jim, his right. older brother. Yes, yes. And his young nephew also came down to stay with us, and he had a few uh, runs with Chris with um, Richmond as well. He was Jimmy Jimmy McDonald. Oh, young right. Jimmy McDonald, yeah. Oh, okay, and he was related to, to Jim. Is, sorry, is that what it was? The He's Jim's son. Oh, Jim's son, yeah. sorry, right, yeah. okay. When the game was on, it, when, when he was coaching Richmond, where would you sit to watch the game? Well, sometimes I used to sit down in the little tin shed with him. No, really? Yes. <laughs> I don't know how often that was, but I do remember <laughs> sitting there with him. Oh, and, gosh. I mean, I don't know whether he just did it to keep me quiet or, or <laughs> whatever, or whether, oh, well, where would I go? I mean, if I sat, I, I could have disappeared. Well, I did, suppose he, did the other he family to... members go as well? Well, I can only remember my older brother coming with me once, yeah. and we we were in the room where the, where the tiger was <laughs> on the thing, and I just went outside, and this is terrible, but I will tell you, when we decided to come back in, this gentleman said we weren't allowed. And do you know what I said to him? I said, do you know who I am? <laughs> Isn't that dreadful? <laughs> I did. Oh, my goodness. The door, I love it. The doorman's not going to let you back in. And you're just, <laughs> no, just so I, I decided to just throw that into into. Yeah. I never told my father. But um, <laughs> I'm, I must have been a little brat, really, when I think of it. But anyway, I was only eight. <laughs> we'll forgive you for that. It's all right. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, as, as we wrap it up, did he? Did Alan talk much about his time at Richmond? Um, I don't think so because he came back to Bendigo to coach, and um, I, I, no, I don't believe he did. Certainly, well, he may to his friends, but once we came back from Richmond, that was over and back into South Bendigo mm. <clears throat> coaching and um, the success wasn't there when he came back either. Oh, right. um, and then he he was president of the South Bendigo Football Club and so forth, but always may had some um, connection with South. But I, what we would love now is to see his granddaughter run out on the ground um, and, and play football because she's apparently got a great talent. Maybe the Richmond colours might be the... Um... Well, that's what Richmond were having a look at her, I believe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it... Um, but we've got, what, four grandsons, three, no, three grandsons, and none of them have been interested. They've been soccer players. And my brother, two brothers played for a little while, and my husband played for a little while. But we've got the girl who's the champion. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's hope we see her running around Punt Road and... That might yes. mean we might have to just um, lock you out of the uh, the room, and then you might have to say, "Don't you know who I am?" I look. I, I think. I hope I've outgrown that. The doorman but might we've... still be there. You know what the doormen's are like. <laughs> <laughs> They're always there for centuries. They, yes. Yes, indeed. Those, those volunteers are. who just you know week in week out. Oh, it's wonderful. It, look, being part of a football thing, I it just gives you that. Oh, I don't know, sense of everything you know mm. um excitement togetherness 
um, it's it's wonderful. I, I just love watching our grandchildren doing their sport and what it gives them. It's it's terrific. Can I just ask? Did your was your mother passionate about football? Was my mother passionate? Oh goodness gracious me! I don't think she was. Okay. No, I, I don't think so. Um, I mean, Ellen's she, such we, a successful person. I mean, I'm wondering whether. Um, you know, is she there week in, week out at the games or? No, right. I don't, no, no, it was only just little old me, I think. <laughs> <laughs> you were, you were the passion, she, she funneled the passion through you. We'll, we'll say that. That's the best. Well, yes, yes. Um, I don't know, that's an interesting thing. I must ask my brothers when I speak with them next. Um, as I said, really, it was all about me, you know, like, look at me, look at me, look at me. <laughs> That's what it was about when I look back at, at that time. But look, hell, it was one one great time for me. Loved it. Loved every second of it. Teddy Whitten, I remember he and Dad and Ron Barassi were writing, uh, had black and white photos that they were autographing at Foy's department store. And I thought I'd died and gone to heaven. It was so flash. It had these beautiful moulded seats and uh, oh, just gorgeous. And I thought, this is the way to live. Were you more taken by the, the interior of Foy's than the fact that there was Ted Whitten and Ron Brassy there? I had both. <laughs> right, just checking. Both, because um, my passion now is to build and design houses and do all that sort of, when I say design, I draw little boxes and my husband works out what I mean. And um, interior design, I love all that sort of stuff. So, yes, so the two together was really fantastic. Look, other than – I know Dad had a wonderful time. I know that he was, you know, he was blessed to have this ability and he was a very charismatic person. His life was good. His life was good. And that was my conversation with Carolyn Thomas the daughter of Alan McDonald, who played and coached for Richmond. If you have a moment and you're listening to this podcast through perhaps one of your podcast programs, such as iTunes or something similar, feel free to give a rating to my podcast. It would be most appreciative and feel free to give some feedback as well if you like. And if you know of anyone who may be an interesting guest on this podcast, I'd love to hear from you. They don't have to have played senior football. They might be a former official, a former reserves player, under-19s, under-17s even. They might have a peculiar connection to Richmond Football Club history. Well, you can reach out to me a few ways. If you're on Facebook, I have a Facebook account now called RFC Historian. If you're on Twitter... You can contact me through Retrospective, spelled R-H-E-T-T at the start. Um, or if you want to try and track me down some other ways, um, just Google my name and uh, the, the results that come up at the start take you to uh, my Tigerland Archive website, which has got my email address on it. Thanks for listening.